No, f you. I'm never doing therapy with you again. Noted. This is Dr. Victor Blaine, a therapist with a zero star rating on Yelp, which he claims is because he only tells his clients the unfiltered truth. The truth hurts, so I get low reviews. One time a client came to me and asked me if I could help her find what was causing all the issues in her life. But when I told her to just look in a mirror, another low review. Dr. Blaine has no issue telling the truth. He said to us, what else am I supposed to do? Be politically correct and tell a client she's not the reason her parents got divorced? Because spoiler alert, she is. I get validation from sleeping with guys and I think that stems back to my childhood trauma. You know, you're always talking about childhood trauma, but if my daughter had a body count as high as you, I'd have parental trauma. Take some fucking accountability. Dr. Blaine told us his motto is, it's me versus the world. Not sure if that's a good motto for a therapist, but okay. Just when I think work is bad, every single day when I'm leaving, the same dude beats my ass and robs me. And this has been going on for three months. Wait, every day for three months? Have you tried just like taking a different way home? Uh, no. At that point, it's his money. I don't know what to tell you. I'm starting to understand this whole victim blaming thing because that is definitely his fucking fault. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify. Please go and do that. All right, man. Mike's hot. Mike's hot. I find Sexy Red to be a very amusing industry plant. So whenever I see news about her, I just get it to the mindset of, do people actually believe this shit? <laughs> like, and they do. This can't be real. This person is literally here to destroy. That is it. Like, there's nothing positive about this person. Like, it's, it's sexy. Red's hit song. Sounds like the shit that I was recording in my college dorm room thinking that I would become a rapper. Bruh, do you know how many SoundCloud rappers out there that are a hundred times better than her? A hundred times better. Shout, shout out to my nigga Avery. A <laughs> hundred times better. Dog. It's gotten to the point where I've noticed that extreme gatekeeping with our generation is that is that a, it's like it's at a it's at a point where it really needs to be discussed because one of the things that we need to accept is that hip-hop music is garbage we can we can sit there and, and put out we can pull out exceptions right now but that's more than likely that's what you're doing when you reference j cole or kendrick or somebody that's not even mainstream that's putting out hits because when you turn on mainstream radio, the average person that listens to rap or hip hop music, whatever you want to call it, there are not a lot. There's not a lot of people that really listen to radio anymore, because they will tell you, "Oh, that shit trash." So what you're saying in turn is, mainstream hip hop is trash. Because why don't you listen to the radio? Besides, maybe it gets repetitive. Yeah, that that's it. Like. <clears throat> Like, yeah, like, there are the exceptions, the Coles, the Kendricks, and 
even even like after this last Drake album, he's like, man, I, I need to take some time off. I got to get my health right. And it's kind of like if you put you you didn't put so much into the market where now your albums are just getting bad reviews. And it's kind of like, all right, you're telling us the same thing. It's like, man, you you did like three albums in the last 18 months, if I'm not mistaken. You're you're going to get repetitive. Like there's no life happening. So the hip hop that we grew up knowing and loving is is dead. I don't and I don't think it's going to come back. I don't think the age of lyricism comes back. And and, and that's not. And let me be clear on this. That's not even what I'm getting at when I say. Like when I say what I grew up on, because that's not the case. Like I still enjoy some of these ex- ex- exceptions and I didn't grow up on them. I didn't grow up on Kendrick Lamar. I didn't grow up on J. Cole. You know, if, any, if anything, they're, the music that I grew up on influenced their music, you would hope. So all I'm saying is the quality of music is garbage now. And it's if you if, if you can sit there and say, one of the number one hits in the country right now is something that you would have made in your dorm room. Like quality and all, it says a lot about the state of hip hop because at least 15, 20 years ago, you felt like there was more soul in it. There was more life in it. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't just purely marketing and somebody just having an appealing character so people are interested in their music. Like, I mean, I, I was tired of Drake seven years ago like he doesn't put out anything to me that is really that enticing you know my son my son the day what's the name of his last album um for all the dogs yeah so my son is like yeah yeah you just you just gotta listen to it just check it out because he's he's telling me he's like why do i like rod wave and i'm like well i don't really consider rod wave as rap but when it all comes down to it i still feel that there's more soul in his music He's literally talking about something. And then, like you said about Big X the Plug the other day, like you listen to somebody like Big X the Plug, you kind of know what what the uh, intention of their music is. But you also have to admit the quality is pretty good and, you know, good delivery, so on and so forth. But once again, some man, you're not going to turn on the radio here, Big X the Plug like that. And he from Texas. Like you might have just started hearing from about him. Say they clowned that nigga when he walked out with Earl Spence in that fight. Especially, I mean, just niggas that's not from Texas. They like, man, who is this? What what is this song that he's singing? This, this, and this. But it's like, no, nah, this shit jam. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. y'all crazy. Because that, 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 that nigga's pocket is incredible, bro. The current current hip hop consumers are basically similar to a lot of the the modern sneakerheads. Like it's beyond just being a hype beast now. The people that really are in control of the market are people that really have no fucking clue about the real culture. That's why I I personally believe that's why a lot of garbage has been inflated. And I I, I was saying this years ago. I mean, you could look at these people's, you could look at the demographically people uh, of their concerts, and you can see who controls the market. And that's the problem. The people that should be controlling the market are not controlling the market. I mean, well, I really can't say that because if you ain't got no money, then it is what it is. But in a in a in a in a time period where pretty much everybody has a phone and most people have access to listening to music for pretty cheap, like we used to have to go buy CDs for ten bucks in order to you know ten bucks or more in order to really get a you know a deep dive in it. That shit is 
it's a, it's a click away now. So what's the excuse to not listen to it? Oversaturation, poor quality, lack of interest. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. But to get back to my point, it saddens me to have to admit that the quality of hip hop today is just not good. It's just, it just isn't. And, and people don't have to agree, but we do have to kind of look at, and ask ourselves, what are we listening to? What does it really mean? And where is it going to be five years from now? Are we going to be listening to Pound Town in 2033? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. When, when I see the comment, that didn't age well, bruh. I'm pretty much going to be able to apply that to almost everything that's happening right now or like in the last five years because there's a lot of shit that's just not aging well at all. And it's because the people that are supposedly or the people that are supposed to be breathing life into it, they're not. It's just a bunch of um, I mean, it's pandering at a, at a different level. I mean, I'm trying to still figure out why. Why was his album called for all the dogs? Can you explain that to me? I I have no explanation. Like when I heard for all the dogs, I was like, okay, he's making this for the guys that's saying, hey, we want to hear Drake rap, you know, because he he came out like, you know, I'm gonna give y'all that old Drake that y'all been waiting on. So, oh, okay, cool. You know, where, where he was just barring niggas up. You know, you have your two or three R&B esque type songs, but the rest was just kind of straight spitting. But then it's like, eh, if you really think about old Drake, old Drake has been balanced. Like, Drake has always been pretty balanced. Like, he's going to give you some stuff that's going to be heavy with the bars, but then also he's going to give you some melodic, sing-songy R&B type joints. And so I even felt like this album was more heavy, heavy on the melodic kind of, hey, even though I'm Drake, I'm still getting played by women a lot and frequently, which is kind of mind-boggling, but that's neither here nor there. But it's like, you know, I didn't get those tracks that I would get, like, you know, with the Rick Ross feature. I mean, you got it with the with the J. Cole feature, but it's like, like ugh, that J. Cole verse was crazy, and, 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 like, you held your weight on the back end, but that's not, like, some beat that you was like, all right, let, let me go put some, put some shit on this one, because this nigga ate me alive, and I, I can't go out like this. Like, yeah, J. Cole, yeah, appreciate, appreciate your verse. I gotta go put something on the end of this one. But a lot of that, you know, like, like you know, like I, I like Take Care is my favorite Drake album. So when I think about Take Care, I think about Lord Knows with Rick Ross. I think about Hell Yeah Fucking Right with, with Lil Wayne. Like, I think about those tracks that really that really kind of shift the momentum of the albums. Like, yeah, you gave me your your um, your Marvin's Room, your Buried Alive. You know, you, you give me your slow stuff. Um cameras good girls go bad like you give me that shit but also you give me some some bars like and i felt like this album the majority of it was just kind of like hey you know i'm drake and i'm still getting played and i still can't trust women and i'm still being catty out here and talking shit about rihanna and her two kids and a husband and the girl that won you know four grammys the night that i and i've only got four and she won four in one night or whatever that the thing was like you know i was like yeah, I seen somebody on on the internet said um he don't he don't shoot at men anymore because last time he did that he had to claim his son. So, Bruh. So so I was like, huh, good, fair point, fair point. I, I just got some quick questions to to run off to you just because I know people probably are not super enthused about this conversation, but I don't care. 
because I have, and I want people to sit there and, and, and answer these questions for themselves. Um, as far as Jay Z albums go, um, what are your top three? My top three Jay Z albums are American Gangster, The Black Album, and The Blueprint. Okay, and Kanye. Oh, uh, graduation, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and probably late registration. No, okay. college dropout, college dropout, college dropout. Okay, and the last one I'll say, okay, J. Cole. J. Cole, Born Center is my number one. Uh, King of Diamonds is my number two, KOD. And then actually, my number three is going to be mixtape. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, was it the off season? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna uh, be my favorite. All right. So the first two rappers I, I named, they've been around how long? Jay Z's been around since '96. Kanye's been around since 2000, and... rapping since like 2004 ish, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sound about right. It's 2002. 2002. Okay. But four is when he, you know, yeah, four is when we got to know him. But you see the documentary. Yeah. Because yeah. you got think about it, you know, 2002 is when he did the shit with Jay. Mm-hmm. What's the H to the Izzo? That's 2002, right? 2001. One, yeah. So, yeah. He said yeah. some shit on there, didn't he? Mm. I thought he had something in the backdrop. But anyways, 04 yeah. is fine. 04. That, was, that was his debut, right? Around that time? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And then J. Cole? J. Cole, what is that, 2009, 2010? And then you, you, you said KOD was one of your favorites, right? Yeah. KOD, you know when KOD came out? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Was it? Oh shit, no. Twenty fourteen, Four Chills Drive. Oh my god, how did I forget that album? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. so that's that's take, up there as well. Take, take KOD out of there. Put twenty fourteen in there. That that shit was crazy. I, my my apologies. Wow. Okay, okay. Well, the the point I'm gonna get at is because I do feel that for the most part, since I'm just winging it, I do feel that all three of those artists. With their speaking on Kanye and Jay, with that long body of work, you have like you have like something that they put out since let's say 2010, which would have been 13 years ago, right? Correct. Because I'm pretty sure you like 444. I mean, you liked some of his recent shit. You would probably say, yeah, it's not my favorite, but yeah, yeah, I've liked some of it. Yeah. Okay, so I've had a lot of these conversations with Drake fans. And the funny thing to me about a lot of Drake fans is the thing that they don't realize is he's been out as long as J. Cole, correct? Like 2009, yeah. 2010. For sure. And most people, whether they, don't, whether they realize it or not, they will always say, like, take care. A lot of that shit that came out 13 years ago <laughs> was their favorite shit. The early shit. I'm like, bruh, are you not realizing that this man, his body of work, over a time period, I mean, from 2010 or 2009 to 2013 is a long time. But you know what's even longer? To basically go damn near a decade and people are not saying any of those projects are their favorite. That's a long-ass time, bro. Like, you're talking, when I'm talking Jay-Z and Kanye... A, a long time of consistency, too. You coming out every, every what, 16 months at least? Yes, and none of those projects have been somebody's favorite for them from what I've observed. It's been a lot of, oh yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool album. But still, my favorites are the ones that came out over 10 years ago. That's a, that we seeing that in football right now, bro. A lot of the people that we're looking at, like they're gonna be future Hall of Famers, 
they already peaked, bro. And they really they and they still early in their career, you know, as far as comparing, you know, sports to, to rap music. Cause I mean, you you your top rappers are probably gonna have a, a body of work that expands 15, 20 years. Mm. Seems pretty normal for the for the top ones. So for the athletes out there that, you know, especially football, they're probably lasting 12, 13 years. So for a motherfucker to start declining in year four. Like 12 or 13 years in football? Yeah, like quarterback. The top, the top ones, the top ones. Like Okay, the, okay, when you go quarterback, okay. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, the, the running backs only last eight years, right? Eight, nine years, mm, tops, the good the ones. Tops, I mean, good ones, and right. I really can't even say the good ones because the better they are, they're probably not going to last as long. Like, 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 like to me, like as long as Frank Gore lasted, when was the yeah. last time he was really good? That's my point. It yeah. makes sense in football, but in music, I would still expect to see. Okay, he came out this way. He set. He set the. He set the. Uh, he has his ceiling, and then you kind of want to see. Okay, where is his middle ground at? You know, you see his floor, but then in the midst of that, you're like, he still has to put out something that reaches that ceiling. And he has it's kind of like when you like again with the sports to music analogy. Yeah, this guy may not be Zeke may not be consistently giving you a hundred yards every game. And maybe in a 17 game season, he comes out, he gives you two games where he goes 100 yards, two touchdowns. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. Jay Z's not giving you an album, but he might come give you that God did verse where he just spitting bars for three minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. J. Cole may take a long time between albums, but then he'll come wreck Drake shit. And we know Kendrick is just going to say, all right, you know, I gave y'all an album. I'll see y'all in another three to five years. Which is fine. <laughs> which, which is fine. Because, and, you- and, this, and, and this is the thing, and I, I think a lot of the, 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 the critics about it was like, Drake, you, you haven't changed. You haven't aged. Kendrick gives us an album about mental health. J. Cole has 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 completely I ain't yeah, gonna say he's completely uh, changed, but you know, he's he's talk, there's been a lot of growth in his rhymes. Drake, yes, you're, still, you're still going through bitches' phones, like but because he's 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 pandering in a way. I mean to even have sexy red on his album is pandering. I, I mean I to have to have what is it, Bad Bunny was on his album? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. That's that's pandering. Like that's what happens when you don't keep it real. And that's why I say the people that are supposed to be breathing life into hip hop, they're not. They're 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 making hip hop, in all honesty, they're making it corny because they wanted to make it so mainstream. It's basically gotten away from the essence, which in turn has impacted the quality. Like we're not we're not really making like I really I didn't even care about the J. Cole verse that he did with Yachty because like I saw a lot of the comments, it was like, bruh, I don't really give him credit for that verse when he's on that bitch with a mumble rapper. It's like, yeah, the verse cool, but what's his competition? Like that's and that's a, and that's real though, in my opinion, because it's like 20, 30 years ago, motherfuckers was actually getting on mics, getting on songs with motherfuckers, and like they was like, okay, I gotta come with it. Like I'm on this bitch with Ludacris, I'm psh, this nigga gonna snap me in half. I'm in this bitch bullshit. You ain't gotta it's worry about this shit now. Is Lil Wayne and Rick Ross on this track? Yeah, oh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta come with it. I gotta write some shit, bro. Now, now yo, 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 top five rappers like uh, J Cole or somebody like they get on a song with Future. Could, but 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 no not no knock to Yachty. Y- Yachty got a few bangers. I wouldn't listen to the whole Yachty album, but Yachty got some bangers. You get on track with Benny the Butcher. No knock to Benny the Butcher. He got some bangers too. You get on the track with YG. YG has some bangers. But as far as people putting together a consistent solid body of work, you're not really getting on getting on tracks with them until you do a track 
with a Drake, a Kendrick, a Wayne, you know, like, like, like you said, the, the people that are at the top of the game, like, okay, these, these used to be my idols. Now that they're, now that they're my peers, I got to try to kill them on every track. It seems like there's no appreciation for that competition anymore. I mean, I I even feel like the the Drake and Pusha T beef was just it wasn't for this time. Like we didn't really, that didn't really end in the result that we would like as far as competition goes. Because in competition, there's winners and losers. But because we're in a state where people's character and people's reputation are way more important than their actual skill, we still have to listen to Drake. Because in reality, Drake shouldn't even be around anymore. His career should have ended. But he's Drake. Now with social media, people don't even realize motherfuckers that are one hit wonders anymore because social media elevates their their character and their presence so much. You tend to forget that person was a one hit wonder. Sometimes you forget that person even makes music. That 15 minutes of fame kind of stretches out because nowadays, when, nowadays when, sure. when's the last time Ice Spice let out a track by herself? <sighs> I was sitting here. The, the, her main song, the, the Munch song, I don't even know mm-hmm. when that came out. Did that? Didn't that go like? Didn't that do like numbers? Oh, of course it did numbers. That's I, like like I know I know Sexy Red Track does the, did numbers. Not the album though, because you see that shit sold six thousand. My partner was like, "Bro, how the fuck something that sold six thousand even cracked the Billboard one hundred? I was like, "Yeah, man, that's state of music today. That is the state of music today." But I'm not here to bash hip hop. All I'm saying is, whenever I criticize anything, I'm just hoping motherfuckers step their game up. That's it. These motherfuckers yeah. ain't gonna hear me, but they're they're seeing the results. They're seeing that rap music is not selling. Rap music is not garnering the same type of attention it was it was generating just ten years ago. It is a dying it is a dying art. It's 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 a it's in, and it's going in a direction that is not good for the community as well. Especially when you have industry plants like the Cardi B's, the Sexy Reds, and the a lot of these mumble rappers, in my opinion, because they they offer nothing to society that is beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> They're not making you think, big dog. They're not making you think. It ain't even that. I mean, for the most part, I, they don't even make me feel good. <laughs> Damn. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm supposed to get from Pound Town or a song like Munch. Like, I don't get what I'm supposed to get from a song like, um, I mean, shit. I can't name too many singles popping right now, but a lot of times when I hear this music, I just don't know. What I, I think Offset has a song called Jealousy out right now or something like that. I just don't know what I'm supposed to get from them songs. It's just they don't feel like anything. Like, and mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of these, a lot of these modern rappers, I, I kind of, I'll be doing like the Apple Music Shuffle and like I'll hear them take samples from, you know, songs that were popular like when we were growing up and they just ruin them, in my opinion. I'm like, bro, y'all gotta stop that shit because y'all sound terrible. Y'all sound terrible on this track. This is not for y'all. Y'all y'all not like that. What you looking up? I'm looking up um album sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I think I think Drake, you know, has another number one, but I don't think his his numbers were all that great. I, I I think I think um and I I put Jay Z in the same bucket. Your your number ones become inflated because you pick and I, th- I and this this is DJ Khaled as well. You pick a time when nobody's dropping and because you are who you are, they kind of move away from you. Yeah, because it's just a click away. 
Yeah. And you remember when Khaled dropped it at the same time as Tyler and Tyler went number one mm-hmm. and he and he had all that shit to say about Tyler's album. He's like, I make good music. Like, what, <laughs> why are you mad at me? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that, yeah. When it, when it, when it, once again, competition got winners and losers. He lost. Yeah. And that, that says something. Kanye and 50 Cent drop on the same day. Hey, we, we on 106 and Park, you know, looking face to face, going head up. Like, hey, we, we going to see who do the best numbers. And I was like, oh, you hear that Drake album dropping? All right, let me push my album back. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's weird. I feel like it, I feel like in that market, competition is, is healthy. I feel like it's, it, it says a lot. Um, it generate, it generates, you know, the type of attention that, in my opinion, hip hop needs because it's really going to challenge artists to put out higher quality music. It's that simple. And, I'm off that. <laughs> I'm off that now. I'll I'll leave I'll leave people's music alone because I know some people that that's all they can listen to is hip hop. Hey, that's man. all they have. I, I on my drive today, I I was I was Adele heavy. I was like, let me let me just put the top Adele tracks on and just and just ride. I'm definitely listening to R&B way like R&B. I listen to R&B pop shit. I'll even listen to some country music before I listen to modern hip hop. Straight yeah. up. Just I'm just I'm that guy. I'm that old guy waving his fist in there. It I just embrace it at this point in my life. I just embrace Oh yeah, it. yeah. That's why I would I would only speak about it here and you know with people that I, you know, and close to like when I'm just hearing it and just people are doing their thing, I you know, me, I bro, y'all like what y'all like. I'm just looking at the trajectory of it. I don't think this shit is sustainable because it's yeah. it's just it's too it's too low vibrational. It it, it, it it even once again you can hear me talk about Rodway. Shit, you can hear me talk about the weekend, post Malone. You can hear me talk about a variety of, of, of musicians today that might put out shit that oh that you know that music that music may be kind of melancholy, kind of sad. It's still real. It kind of touches you though. It, it, it's real. What Drake talks about doesn't touch me at all. Like I don't like like you like them niggas. I, I, I saw that there were conversations about. His music not growing, but once again, he's clearly not making music for me. He's no. making music for nineteen year olds. Cool. Do what you do, brother. But it's gonna weigh on you when the numbers are not looking good. Yeah, we we'll see. And yeah, yeah. Like you know, maybe maybe you know he actually takes time off like he says he is and. You know, steps back from music for a year, a year and a half, two years, and and has some different experiences in life. I hope so. Maybe your life slows down. You have some different experiences. Maybe you have another kid. Maybe you get married. You know, maybe you go through some shit that that. And I'm not saying that his music needs to change, because like you like you said, he's not who the crowd he's relating to isn't us. Like you know, although although we're his we're around his age, you know, you're rapping for a younger audience. Don't the nigga turn 37 this month? Is he 36 or 37 this month? So he's older than you. Yeah. But younger than <laughs> yeah. around our age. Like I said. Oh, man. Like I, said. I thought you were making it seem like he was like 33 or something. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyways, man. Enough of that, bro. We we've been gone for a while. I don't even know the timeline of the shit we missed. So we'll be off the timeline for We'll be all over the timeline. I will go ahead and say we step into the peace. multiverse at this time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. I'll say rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. I loved her growing up. That was very sad to see. Seventy six is a uh, 
that's a lot of life, but I'm just saying a little young. Yeah, yeah. Because I I know some seventy year olds that are are very active, still pushing it. You know, but I do remember one of the last things I read about her was she probably I think she was fighting something, but eh, you know, you get to that age, it makes sense. It, you, yeah. Depending on how you were throughout your life, your sixties and seventies can be a motherfucker. And like I was telling you yesterday, genetics undefeated. Undefeated. But um, that's one. Uh, man, what has what has gone on in the last two weeks? Tell you, let me tell you what's happening. In the Don't last even two matter. Weeks. Go ahead. So, you know, I had I had a rental car for a while, right? You still have it, right? No, no, I got my car back. Oh shit! I didn't even know. Congratulations. Yeah. See, see, a lot, a lot happens, you know. <laughs> so I had a rental car. I was coming back from Dallas. Cool. And I'm I'm on the phone. I'm like, man, I'm seeing like. 15 state troopers in a span of like 30 miles. It's like, man, are y'all like out here? What, what is going on? Is it is, is like some drugs coming down the highway or something like this? Are y'all training or something like that? Because they were all in the SUVs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So, you know, I'm passing them this, this, and this. And then one pulls me over. Oh, man. Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. I wasn't speeding because I've seen like at least eight of y'all at this point, not, you know, I'm just going with the floor of traffic. And so pulls me over and, you know, walks up officer Wimberly, shout out to you, officer Wimberly walks up to the car and he said, Hey, how you going? You know, this isn't this cool. He said, the reason I pulled you over is because the license plate cover you have on this car is too dark and I can't see the license plate clearly. It's like, all right. I was like, Oh, well, um, this is, this is actually not my car. I was like, this is a rental car. So I, I I didn't put that on there. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, uh, well, let me, you know, let me get your license registration. All right, cool. Here's my license. Like, and he's like, and he's, and he's like, your insurance. I'm like, I mean, I I have my personal insurance. I guess that's what's covering this car. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about the registration. Like this tag is, I mean, the rental's from Louisiana. I don't, I don't know how they do shit in Louisiana. Ain't shit, ain't no documentation in the car. And he's like, oh yeah, I can just, I can just, you know, look at the place around it, whatever. All right, cool. So he do that and he come back. He's like, so I'm going to give you a warning about that license plate cover and, and then I'm going to let you go on your way. This, this, this isn't my car. This, this belongs to the, this belongs to Enterprise. Why, why the fuck are you giving me a warning? I didn't put this cover on there. I said, and I asked him, I was like, well, what, what, what do I do with this? He's like, oh, it's just a warning. It's, you know, it's nothing, you know, major or anything like that. You don't have to do anything. I was like, well, why are you giving it to me for a visa? <laughs> not mine. <laughs> like, I, I guess I, I have I have the responsibility of it, you know, like, because I'm driving it right now, but I ain't put that shit on there. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. As I hear you say this, I'm like, well, whatever happens, it's the responsibility of the enterprise. Even if you were to get a ticket, guess who's paying that ticket? Enterprise. Because you damn sure ain't paying it. So I damn sure ain't paying it. Yeah, because I don't even think that we're allowed to to alter anything on rental cars. And, you know, the funny thing about this conversation is because we went to Dallas around the same time and I noticed the same exact thing. I thought it was very weird that it was so many. I've never seen that many cops on my way to Dallas. Like, I saw a lot of cops. I can't remember if it was specifically state troopers, but I want to say in the past two weeks, because 
you go more than me. So I just know in the in the past two or three weeks, it's probably been heavy police traffic on the way to Dallas, and I just don't understand why. Fortunately, I didn't get pulled over, but anyway, in that situation, yeah, that's that's bizarre. Uh, but I'm just gonna assume with all those cops I saw, they have some type of quota to meet, you know, before maybe November first or some shit. I, I always think it has quota. Y'all doing some training, you know? Y'all out here, you know? I don't, I don't know on a Friday afternoon, just yeah. I, I had a friend, I had a friend of mine that got a ticket at Kroger because, um, and this was like I want to say this was exactly last week. They pulled, they literally pulled into Kroger, and. They parked in a handicap spot, but the handicap spot no longer had the handicap label anymore. Well, quote unquote, didn't have it anymore because I saw what they were talking about. I was like, well, I can tell it's a handicap spot because I know how it works. But literally, the sign was gone. Like the sign paint where it was, was worn, the, the paint was worn and the sign was gone and it was nighttime. So like the paint, the, the sign being gone, you could think that that sign was for um pregnant, pregnant women because they have those. So it's like mm-hmm. you pull into that and like they got they legitimately got a ticket. Like they got a ticket for that. And I'm like, yeah, they usually don't play about those handicap spots. Like I've seen that. And it's and you know it based on, on vicinity. Like Yeah, 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 straight up, straight up. But I, I still, you know, for them to go out of their way in a grocery store parking lot to do that, I was like, Yeah, they on a mission right now. So this might be a might be a Texas thing. Might have to consult with a cop and just see what's going on. See why they so yeah. turned up right now. Like like you said. November's coming up, elections. Yeah, yeah. You know, they gotta they gotta raise money for the county or whatever they gotta do. This shit is bizarre as fuck. Gotta do your thing, I suppose. I yeah. suppose. I'm I, I've that's one thing about my job that has that has me in the position I'm in now. That's why I'm like so in tune with doing my work right. Really want to pass this shit. Really want to move on to other places because I've realized that in my profession, I am. So, I, I, not, 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 let me rephrase that. I am sick of the Nazi mentality of I was told to do this. Like I am so sick of that shit. Because like you know, I just you know when I, my trip to California, I literally was there to train people on an ERP system that we use, which is our data entry and all that shit. So as I go out there to train these people, I like you, you asked me to train them, so I'm going to tell them the real shit. I'm going to give it to them from Wellie's perspective. And that's one of the reasons why they recommended me, because they see the speed at which I do things and accuracy and all that shit. And the whole time I was in there, I was so annoyed by the fact that there was some people in there from upper management, really just one person, that kept stopping me while I was doing what I was doing to be like, well, you're not supposed to do it like that because da 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 this and that. And it was so funny because when all this shit was done, I realized that a lot of people don't like that Nazi that Nazi mentality of they told me to do it, I was just following orders. So when certain people left the room and they were talking to me, they was like, we agree with you, we like the way you do it. We'll come with our because it's a it's a whole different business. So they'll be able to do their own adjustments based on what I taught them and based on what other people were saying. But long story short, my advice, which is something I we haven't we don't do a lot lately, but <laughs> my my advice, like real talk for people out there, whether it's 
their business, they're working for somebody, so on and so forth. You have to utilize your critical thinking skills and you have to realize when what you're doing makes absolutely no sense from an execution standpoint. You if something makes you uncomfortable or something doesn't seem right as an adult, you have to be comfortable enough to question the shit. And I think everybody knows this now more than ever with with the with the emergence of NPCs, because basically that's what you are when when you're in a, a mindset of my upper management told me to do this and this is what I'm going to do. Like that is not a healthy way to live life because eventually that that seeps into your personal life. And mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like that. Like, do things that make sense to you. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense to you, you got to question it. Question it. Figure out why you're doing this. And even if you don't understand the explanation, you might understand the cause. Like, all right, we we doing this cause. I don't know why, but this is what you say we're doing it because. All right, that's that's as far as my pay grade goes. I asked somebody above me why. And they told me why I don't I don't agree. I may still don't understand, but that's as far as my pay grade goes. Yeah, because you could apply common sense to a lot of shit. Like it's certain things that they'll tell me, oh, this impacts financials. All right, cool. I get it. That that's fine. But like certain processes that don't hurt anybody, and it's just a, a matter of, oh, we don't really want you, we don't really want you having that many keystrokes, or we feel like it should be this many keystrokes. I'm not a fucking robot. My keystrokes are going to vary from time to time. Eat a dick. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's just it's, it's just the 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 business business corporate world, whatever you want to call it. It's just weird because, like I said, it's starting to make me realize why we have so many NPCs out there. Like people just feel that the people that are, quote unquote, above them, like, oh, that's my, you know, that's my superior, so to speak. I'm his subordinate. I don't give a fuck what you label me. There are a lot of people in upper management that are idiots. <laughs> More like hey, hey, they got their job because they know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. A lot of the time, bro. Yeah. A lot of times. And a lot of them got those positions because they just follow orders and they don't ask questions. And if you want the next NPC or sheep in line in a powerful position to where you still actually maintain authority, you're going to put those people in those positions. That's fine. I don't really want to work for those type of companies, though. That shit is it's not fun. No, and it, it, and it, it's very bad for morale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Basically doing a project on that now. Like, that shit is that shit is wild, bro. Like, people are simple. People are really simple. People just want to feel valued. If people feel like they have a, a voice, you know, you could a lot of shit. You could change a lot of shit, dog. Like just literally just make people feel valuable, make people feel important. That's what social media does. A lot of people, although we say this all the time, some people out there just need to just delete their socials because it's <laughs> for it's your not, mental health. You probably like I, I think we've said this numerous times for your mental health. You need to take a seven day vacation every now and again. Straight up. Straight up. Speaking of, I need to, I need to, I need to schedule some vacation. I need to put this goddamn trip that we bullshitting on. I don't like the fucking day. It's something about the days, bro, and the times of the of the departures and the arrivals. 
and let me and, and let me say something. The because this is my first time going to California. When I say LAX is the most basic fucking airport, and that's a good thing, I was impressed. Like that shit was so easy. Like I'm, that shit, I was in and out. That yeah. you know the worst airport I've ever been to, Atlanta. That shit is miserable. I can't I've stand it. Atlanta airport. Oh man, I go to you know I go to that airport at least twice a year. That shit, mm-hmm. bro. That's that is the standard. You need to be there two hours before you take off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that, that they're referring to. Yeah, yeah, but LAX man, shit. I mean, and you've even flown internationally. You say what? I say, and you've flown internationally too. Yeah, yeah. And those international airports are a lot more user friendly. Yeah. I was really shocked at how easy. I don't know if I just got lucky. I mean, don't get it twisted. I mean, yes, the the things you hear about LA traffic are real, but I mean, you use a GPS. <laughs> I don't know. You know where it's at. <laughs> like I was, we was able to bypass shit. We we got to the airport like forty minutes early. I was like, but I think it's just like in in Houston though. Sometimes you know you just get used to Houston. You, you just, just jump up and yeah yeah. You just jump up and get out. But I'm like I'm in a foreign city so i'm gonna use my navigation at all costs and and yeah man and i'm gonna give myself some extra time to get places because oh yeah about what people care about being places timely that just makes balance in the world but that's another story i'm no oh no oh no oh no let me tell you something about people (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you something about you people that don't understand how disrespectful it is to be tardy to events or to, to places that have a time set. Like, it's not only disrespectful to the people that are waiting on you, but it's to, you, should, you, you should feel that you're disrespecting yourself. Because more than likely, you want to attend something to its fullest, with, with, the, with, the, with the fullest value of it. So if you're yeah. cutting yourself short, what are you doing? You don't care about your money? You don't care about your time? You don't care about the experience? You know, what I look what I look like showing up to to a basketball game I paid money to go see in the middle of the second quarter. That's wild. That is wild. You you not you not really you not invested. If I if hey, if I got it for the free, hey, I show up when I show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 understandable. But once again, for the experience, I think I feel like depending on how much you like or love something, get the full two halves of it. Makes the most sense, makes you know. The most sense. Just saying, bro. Just saying. So yeah, I I do I do believe that is concerning when people just they don't value their own time. You could be a, you could be a a chronic chronically tardy motherfucker all you want, but at some point, that does not require therapy. That requires you to look inward and say, why am I so fucking stupid to where I can't. <laughs> Look at my watch or set times or be on time. Like, is it that difficult? Why do I lack the discipline to start my routine earlier to make sure that I get there on time? Like, because like, hey, if you're habitually late to your job and they fire you, who are you going to be mad at? Hey, Jay, you know, you, you, your day starts at eight o'clock. And for the past two and a half weeks, you've been starting at nine o'clock. Is everything OK? Yeah, everything's fine. I'm just, I just, I'm just habitually late. Well, Jay, we pay you to be here at eight o'clock. If you can't be here at eight o'clock, we gonna have to pay somebody else that can be here at eight o'clock. And the same goes. Because you can't expect people to adjust 
around you all the time. Hey, you know what? I had some car trouble this morning. I'm running a little late. All right, cool. But for two weeks? <laughs> Your car still having trouble, my guy? <laughs> no, now you're just being late to, just to be late? That same shit applies in dating, bro. It's, it's people, because dating has become what it's become, I tell people, yeah, we could talk about green flags all we want, but now more than ever, I'm gonna keep saying it. Red flags are a motherfucker, man. And and <laughs> some of the simplest shit people overlook and look at them now. Looking like Will Smith. I tell you, I tell you man, like, I'm sorry, man. Why do they keep talking to that woman? Good lord. <laughs> but I mean, as much as I despise Stephen A. Smith. I mean, I seen some shit that he said. I mean, he was on point, bro. Like, you want to mess with some dude that's your son's friend, as trifling as that may seem in people's eyes, that's your damn business. You want to break up with your husband and all of this stuff, that's your business. But this public emasculation needs to stop. Jada, all you're doing is elevating the level of vitriol coming your way because it don't matter what you say. There's nothing, there's nothing you can say to a man to justify what you have done to Will Smith. Every time I see Jada's Pinkett Smith talk about Will Smith, I cringe. We kings. We kings. We ain't here to be treated like that. You're queens and you shouldn't be treated like that either. And I get that. Tell me anywhere, biblically, scripture-wise, in any scripture, where it encourages you to publicize your personal business for profit when it negatively affects your spouse. This shit getting out of hand now. Like, one, leave that man alone. Leave that family alone. I don't know what y'all objective is. Uh, Maybe it's a similar objective to why Sexy Red is plastered everywhere. But... We already know that mainstream media wants to destroy the foundation of marriage. And I believe they they have propagandized. They have romanticized divorce. Like they've made breaking up and giving up on people. And starting new. You said what? To be the most thrilling thing in the world. I mean. I can get a divorce and I can start over. 40 isn't too old to start over and find love. It's not. But if you already had that shit, <laughs> why are you just so freely giving it up? You still audit, right? Uh, no, not, so, really. Not, not really. really. Not really. What was the purpose of your auditing? I've actually we've had this conversation on, <laughs> on yeah. the show before. What was the purpose of auditing? <laughs> to make sure that what you are doing can sustain <laughs> sustainability in, in your actions. So if you do the work on the front end. You're probably not gonna have a lot of issues on the back end, right? You're not gonna have them on the back end. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, instead of thinking of this situation that I'm jumping into as, oh, what if 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 it, if it if it doesn't go well, I could just end it. Like, bro, how about just do the work, pay attention to shit, do your audits, <laughs> do your vetting, and you know, hopefully, this can lead to a longer lasting situation versus. Just jumping in some shit because it feel good. Like that. That's my point. That's why I'm saying we got to pay attention to red flags now more than ever, especially people going in the middle age. 
you got to see shit for what it is and stop trying to make it what it's not. Like, it is what it is. Like, this is what's in front of you. Don't create something else. This person is not a canvas. You are not finna recreate something on it. They are who they are. Yeah. When you, you see some you wild accept, shit, you either you either accept them for how they are or leave them for how they are. But don't go in there trying to change somebody. Straight up. And it doesn't mean that you have that you dis that you hate this person or you you know you dislike this person. You simply don't see this person as somebody that you're gonna be able to deal with for a lifetime. Because the goal should be a lifetime if you're quote unquote dating with intention, which I believe people are not. And I'm 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 going into this because I want to see what you why you reference dates versus dating. What was that about? Because it's, it's kind of like you said. Um, shout out shout out to my homegirl Claudia. She was she was asking me questions because I'm apparently just so fucking insightful. Um, she was like, you know, what what's the difference between going on dates? And actually dating someone. And kind of like you said, to me, I look at dating as, hey, this is my intent of getting to know you to see if we could possibly build a full-blown relationship together and, and, and go the distance, quote unquote. Going on dates is just kind of like, I think we've even discussed this before, where it's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go check this movie out. I don't really want to go to see this movie by myself. Or I know this person has a similar interest that I do. Let me hit them up. Hey, you want to go see the new... Uh, Whatever John Woo flick. Oh yeah, cool. All right, cool. Let's go. This Friday nigga said John Woo. Niggas don't know about John Woo, man. Chill out. Oh, they don't know about Pet G either. But anyways, but it's, <laughs> it's like you know, hey, you know, hey, you, you want to go catch this movie? All right, cool. Yeah, so we go catch this movie together. Hey, movie was good. You want to grab something to eat? Like I would still consider that as a date. Are we dating with the intention of building a relationship? No, nah, we just went and caught this movie and, and went out to eat. And hell, we might even hooked up afterwards. <laughs> but we're not we're not dating to be like. All right, you know, what are your views on how do you plan on raising a family? Do you do you spank your kids? You know, how was your relationship with your mom growing up? Like, we're not asking asking those questions with the intent of getting to know each other better. We're just living in the moment. We've been doing this for a long time. I mean, I mean, we, we <laughs> and, it, and it's still an ongoing debate on what's talking, what's dating, what's you know, all these things. And now we're just at dates versus dating. What we're at is the current generation is fucking stupid and no matter what they want to no matter what words they use they're using them wrong simple as that they're using them wrong why do you why do you have to put on extra words when you're just saying one word one of my favorite movies of all time is there will be blood and in the watch that again recently who you no I think you did. No. I think you I think you put it on the page. Anyways, continue. There will be blood. Oh no. Damn, did I say the wrong? You just made me feel like I said the wrong thing. But anyways, <laughs> the main character in there talks about speaking plainly. And I just I've all that's always stuck with me. Because I think of people have people have a tendency to say things and they will be saying something simple, but then add stupid shit to it to make what they're saying confusing when it's all said and done a date and dating will always be the same fucking thing meaning (laughs) because if you run or if you're running are those two things technically different 
Like, I'm, I'm just saying, the actions are the same. The root of those things are the same. So when we're talking about, and my point is, when I talk about dating with intention, that's always going to grind my gears because... You got to define intentions. Yeah, exactly. You're adding a new word to it. And the fact that you're saying dating with intentions means that you know that what you primarily see as dating is some fuck shit. It's some fuck <laughs> shit now. It is, bro. Like, what you what you just told me about going to the movies, man, y'all simply hanging out, dog. Y'all just hanging out. You just hanging like, out. If, I, if, if me and the homies go out to the movies to go watch some shit, we not going on a date, bro. No. It's not a date, bro. We hanging out, man. And we not hooking up afterwards. <laughs> that, that, but you see what you just did? You're still adding <laughs> elements to it. That's why that's why there are friends with like this this current generation, I'ma say it again. It's just a bunch of shit going on. It's a it's a it's a bunch of new shit being normalized, and they're trying to they're trying to turn traditional words to fit into what's going on now. Like, nah, bro, it's not what's going on. You got friends with benefits. I'll accept that term. Situationships. I'll accept those terms because those terms are new terms that fit what's going on today. What's going on today? A lot of people are not dating. A lot of people are just fucking. They're hanging out <laughs> and they're kicking it. They're doing. They're doing the new shit. You're and not. And then in going four or five months, it's, it's done. Yeah. It, these are not dates. You're not dating. And I'm not saying what you said was wrong because you're defining it for the audience. I, I get that. But what I'm saying is it's wrong in terms of what it has always meant. Just like I don't think a lot of people even get married anymore. I think we're just sticking with the term marriage because that is technically what it is. But shit, I just think people just, you know, they just having weddings, bro. They just having weddings. And after the weddings, what happened? They go back to acting like their girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> you'll probably changes. say, yeah, you'll probably theoretically say, well, it's the same. But the reality is, a lot of us grew up not really seeing healthy marriages. So the fact is, we don't know what that shit look like. What are we really mirroring? You should be on a whole different level of commitment at that time. Exactly, and motherfuckers, it's not. It, there should like like there should be no oh divorce, folks. No, we got married. We here forever. Like. <laughs> Divorce? What? No. You get mad, you just gonna have to get mad. You gotta you can't go, you ain't going nowhere. Bro, forever, forever and lifetime is an afterthought. Eventually, motherfuckers, motherfuckers are trying to figure they trying to mute, you know, change what that shit mean. Like, no, no, nah, bro. Y'all was together for eight years. That's it. Y'all wasn't together forever. <laughs> like y'all didn't y'all didn't last a lifetime. So yeah. to go back to my last point I made weeks ago when we dropped our last episode, I'm gonna keep saying it, bro. Dating with intention is just some nonsense that points out the fact that modern quote unquote dating is some fuck shit. And low key, it doesn't really benefit people long term. It's 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 a temp it's their flings. A lot of them are temporary. You know what I'm saying? So once again, if you're doing the traditional style of dating, interweaved in there is the intention. Because when, when we first start talking about dating, we know for a fact that we're always going to say, if you're dating somebody, the main thing you're doing is you're trying to get to know them. Yeah. You're trying to get to know them. They're trying to see if this is per this person is going to be the one. That's pretty much how you step into that situation. Man, y'all be going on these 
Y'all be hanging out with people just to get free food, bro. Come on now, man. Y'all hang out with people because y'all just want sex. I mean, all this is fine. This is this is fine in the sense of this is what we do today. Stop trying to take what was done 50 years ago and make it seem like there's still what's going on today. Because it's not, bro. Yeah. It's not. We are, we are a whole Gen Z, millennials, younger Gen X. It's a whole different breed of people. Though. We doing some different shit, bro. We doing and, some different and, and shit. Even, and even in some different shit, the, the key to it, and 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 I again we've said this because we like to beat dead horses on this podcast. It's just like just be honest with that shit. Hey, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to smash some. You down? No? Okay, cool. I'm not gonna waste your time. I'm not gonna waste my time because I know I can find somebody that's just down to smash. Honestly. Just gonna take me longer to look, and that's fine. Look, man, like I said. <laughs> A lot of this shit don't require no therapy. A lot of this shit just requires you to be honest with yourself. Be honest with your fucking self. Y'all want somebody to be mean to y'all and tell and y'all then, some shit. Go ahead. And then you you get to get to the point where it's like, oh, well, how he he keeps saying that he doesn't want to be in a relationship, but he keeps doing relationship stuff, but nobody can define what is relationship stuff. <laughs> relationship stuff. You, you, you're doing relationship stuff. What is relationship stuff? I mean, you know, um, he introduced me to his mama. That ain't that ain't what it used to be. It ain't what it used to be. He oh probably God. still live with his mama. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, motherfuckers grew up in a, a single parent household. Who else he gonna introduce you to? Do? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like the times have changed, bro. I mean, he hang out. He hang out with her every weekend. You know, that's that's relationship stuff. She get that ass up every weekend. That's, she that's get it, She get that ass up every weekend, and he just moves to the city. He don't know nobody. He don't know nobody. And you don't either. So you're <laughs> like, like y'all both doing this together. This relationship stuff. It take a relationship usually is two people, right? Two people. Nowadays, what, more what, people. whatever they're doing is is too well. Not, well, well, exactly. Motherfuckers <laughs> like he get married get to too far out there. Yeah, but it's like what is what is relationship stuff? Oh man, he she she was at his house for three days. I shit, it was a long weekend. <laughs> that nigga homeless. <laughs> Where else is he gonna go? <laughs> like what? Like he 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 washed her car because he needed to borrow it. Like, <laughs> oh she she ain't there cooking for him. Motherfuckers gotta eat too. <laughs> she got like you just go eat and not get a nigga nothing eat no food. Like what's good? Like what are we doing here, bro? Like it, 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 and I'll I'll even go further just to just to piss people off. If you dealing with a dude and you got kids and he steps up. While he's there, and even in the same situation, we joking about. We talk about a dude new to the city, probably ain't got a stable place to live, probably ain't got a car to drive. He in your house, which you invited him into that motherfucker with your kids. Shit, if he a decent human being, shit, he gonna help out. Oh, you know, little dude needs some help. You know, uh, learn how to shoot free throws. Man, I got him. I'm here. Why not? I'm not a shitty person. Doesn't mean I want to be with you for the rest of my life. No. You're a shitty person if you go in there and you just randomly neglecting a child that has done nothing to you. Then you're a shitty person. That, then hey, you're a shitty person. If a, if a, if I could be at a stranger's house and if a baby walks up to me with a little cell phone they play with and they hand it to me, I'm gonna take the phone and I'm gonna say hello. Does uh, that does that mean does that mean like the person that's over there is like, 
this man is playing with my son. He's doing relationship stuff. He must want to be with me. I don't fucking know you. But this kid is innocent and wants to play, and I don't have nothing against kids. Hey, what's up with it? No. Look, look Jerome right here. No, hey, you you order you order something from 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 get from the gap. No, he ain't order nothing from the gap. You want to talk to him? Here, here, here you go. Like that that's that is not relationship stuff. That's just me being a decent person. I'm even gonna say good. I'm just gonna say decent, decent, average. Like you, you know when somebody... if, if I was an asshole, you your kid walking with the phone, I'm gonna kick him in his face. <laughs> I would take the phone and throw that hole in the ocean <laughs> just to be an asshole. Dog. Run his pockets, <laughs> bro. Real talk, real talk. But yeah, man, you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, you can't even be decent with people no more. Because the minute, the minute, if that person finds you attractive, and you're and you're decent to them, now we on some other shit. And I've been saying this for a long time. Your average man is an opportunist. With that being said, if you if you offering something. <laughs> your average motherfucker go take it <laughs> like, like just like it is what it is i don't know how how, how else to say it but if, look and i've said this before most people got somebody that they know and that a grown age that can say hey can i come get some ass and they're gonna probably say yes at least 80 percent of the time at least bro so if i know i can hit you up and say shit what you got going on tonight and hit you with the eyes and you say nothing what you on and you hit me with the eyes don't hit him with the eyes man i know i can come over there and get that ass you hit know you can come eyes. over and get this dick like it, it's it's an understanding it's a, and sometimes it goes beyond that sometimes two people can get together and and they just some people really have a connection people can yeah. kick it that's sure. cool that ain't everybody though, and it's really rare. So, like I said, man, to get back to my main point, motherfuckers just gotta do a little, have an auditing process, man, to stop jumping the gun so fast. Nowadays, the shit gonna take time. Back then, motherfuckers was getting married after meeting each other for seven months. The parents, the, the, the families meet, you know, introduce motherfuckers. They getting married a year later. That shit ain't working no more, bro. A lot of y'all probably gonna have to be dating somebody seven, eight years before shit really, really takes off the, you know, to the next notch. That's kind. Of, don't don't blame me for that. Blame the culture. I ain't got nothing to do with that. And if somebody is willing to do everything that you want them to do, right upon meeting them, it's probably a red fucking flag. Boy, they ain't got no boundaries. They ain't got no walls. They probably ain't got no morals. They ain't got no character. That's a red fucking flag. No, real talk. I mean, that's it's, it's the same as oversharing. Cause if you if you meet somebody, you didn't vet the process, and y'all are both for nut jobs, and y'all are both fucking nut jobs. That's relationship stuff. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> hey man, God, say, man. But no, on the last note, because like I said, I gotta come to a hard stop, man. Uh, you you said you said you mentioned something about the female playbook. So in, in this in this regard, I don't know if you want. We got time. You want we ain't got time. We ain't one? got time. Okay. that okay. might be a special episode because we okay. ain't got time for that. That's what about the expression time. apologies? Um, I seen something on on Instagram where it said uh, the girl says uh, I was mad at my boyfriend, so he um, climbed over this waterfall to pick me a flower and bring it to me, and I was like, damn, 
that's what men have to do these like grand gestures to 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 apologize when a woman's mad at them. When a when a man is mad at a woman, she's like, "Let me suck your dick." <laughs> like, and then they's like, and then it's kind of like, "Oh, all men want for us is, is sex and this, this, and this." It's kind of like, well, I mean, that's the only bargaining chip you you offering. That sounds like you're talking about the female playbook. It it is it is, <laughs> it is it is an RPO in that playbook. I ain't gonna hold you. It is an RPO. Yeah, this is to be continued. Yeah, because yeah. um, put a pin in that. Yeah, I like where that's going, and this episode was a little bit all over the place, which is fine. Um, I think one of the last things that I I, I remembered that I did want to talk about, which I'm I'm just gonna say this, um, in closing. To go back to what I said about Stephen A. Smith, not not a fan of his. I think he's a cornball. He is intelligent. I give him that. But he was talking about the 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 demasculation of men, and I feel like I butchered that word. I never said that word out loud before. Um, what would you say is the the most masculine sport? Uh, it has to be American football. Okay, for me, I, I would say uh, boxing, and then American football. For me, and okay. that's fine. Yeah, I, I can see boxing. And we could use both of those, but I'm just I'm bringing up boxing to say, man, I was always a huge fan of boxing growing up, and it saddens me to see where boxing has become, how, what, what boxing has become. Because right now, you're probably looking at UFC like it's probably more masculine than boxing, which I put them both in the same category because it's you know. Uh, combat. It's a combat sport. Um, I just, I, I just wanted to talk about that that Charlo fight because it was upsetting to watch a guy that I know had possessed a skill to really challenge in that fight. Pretty much just jump into that fight to just get a check. And really, the main his the main objective of him in that fight was to don't get knocked out, don't get embarrassed. I think that the sport, because of the Logan Pauls and because of everybody just jumping into it, that they don't respect the art. It's 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 what would Keith say nasty work. It's some nasty work to see motherfuckers willing to get their faces pummeled for a check, and I don't like that shit. And I feel like it just it it it, it makes the it makes the sport it. It invites bitch ass niggas into the sport, Damn. and overall, the sport to me, it's I feel like there's a it takes the manliness out of it versus having motherfuckers in it that are true competitors that are willing to fight to the to the to the end. Like I always think about that scene in uh, the Ali movie where Ali jumped in the car with Damn, my brain just went. Who jumped in the car with to ask him to fight? I know you know. Was it Frazier? Was it Foreman? I almost said Joe Lewis, but that doesn't, I don't, I don't know. Well, he got in a car with him and was like, bro, I really want to fight. And I always thought that was no, interesting. Yeah, he got in the car with him and basically like begged him to fight because he wanted to, I mean, he, he needed a fight and he was begging him to fight. He's like, bro, I want to fight you. You know, like, like this shit real, like I'm not playing. And in that moment, I'm like, man, these, these dudes is finna punch each other's faces in and they, they, but they know what's at stake here. Like I'm fighting you because I want to prove to the world I'm the best. I'm not, not just because I need a check. Exactly. Not because I'm just out here trying to feed my folk. 
there there's some of that in there too, but I still believe that the main point of it all is I'm getting in here to prove I'm the greatest. And I and I'm and I specifically say male sports because I even see it in basketball. People try to blame Kevin Durant for what he did and jump at teams and like and we can go down the rabbit hole on that shit. At the end of the day, motherfuckers just don't want to compete no more. And I just really feel like the modern man, that's that's what I'm seeing with the modern man. It's like, bro, why are motherfuckers scared to compete? And it seems like you have to go to a, a, a one-on-one type of sport to get that. And it, 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 you would think you would get that in boxing, but you're not even getting that no more in boxing. In boxing, you're not even getting like It makes sense now in basketball with the CBAs and all that shit. Dudes are taking full advantage of that shit. But you're talking about boxing, bro. Like, you motherfuckers don't even want to box for real no more. Boxing is a joke. Like the the main boxers that we should be looking at right now are the the theories and the Wilders. We don't we don't care about that shit, bro. No. Like we more in tune with lightweight boxing now, and that's crazy. Eventually that shit gonna be dead because motherfuckers just gonna get in the ring to get their faces pummeled for a check. Real talk, cause it. I mean, yeah, before Fury and Wilder, it's like who? What were the heavyweights you were paying attention to? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I man. I just you know the. I just, in the end, bro, men just got to be men. Men got to, not, not even that. People, individuals that are doing things, they, I'm going to say it again. I hope that you're doing it because you love it and it really means something to you and you want to make sure that you preserve its quality because mm-hmm. what we're seeing is a lot of shitty quality across the board because motherfuckers just want a paycheck. Or motherfuckers just want clout. It's nasty work. <sighs> to be continued. That felt good. That felt good. Yeah, yeah, man. It's been a while, man. But uh, as always, thank you and you're welcome. And with that oh, being oh, said, oh, 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 you got something you got, to say, my bad. Oh, no, I know you got a hard stop, but good God, my man. You just jumped right up out of here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good night. He just got up. He just hit the ground running, huh? Fuck yeah. All right, look, we got about we got about nine episodes to three hundred. So, oh gotta my, think, we got to think about something. Oh my. Yeah. What we got to think about? I don't know. What 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 game are you watching? Astros. Who winning? The Rangers. It's one to zero, top of the third, though. Mm-hmm. But anti who? All right, now you can get up out of here. It was a pleasure watching Do- the Dodgers lose while in LA because I was with some Dodger fans, and that shit was wild. Like, bro, I've seen Dodger fans lose in Houston, bro. Yeah, they, yeah, they. Some of them were here, and they, you know, they was just saying, "Oh man, you represent the Trastros," and like. But either way, man, I, I would say the the, the funniest thing I, I learned about that trip is how. And I've said this before, sport sports is definitely very uniting, but Philly fans and Dodger fans and Green Bay fans are fucking insane. That's all I'm going to say. But all right, bro. Relationship stuff. <laughs> what a day. Go ahead and do your thing. Let's get out of here. But 
Ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?